good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, welcome back to the Expat Daily Show. Hope you had a great Christmas and you had lots of festive food and you stuffed yourself till you can't move anymore because that's basically what I've been doing for the last three days. But we're back here today and we'll start off with the first story of the day. There were 32 more COVID-19 fatalities and 2,305 new cases registered during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry said on Tuesday morning. There were 2,251 cases in the general population and 54 among prison inmates. This compared with 18 coronavirus-related fatalities and 2,437 new cases reported on Monday morning. On Monday, 3,070 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospitals after recovering from the coronavirus. The latest Phuket Provincial Public Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 31 new local infections confirmed across the island, bringing the total number of people recognised as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 19,444. Now, Thailand's Ministry of Public Health has unveiled plans to cope with a potential outbreak of the COVID-19 Omicron variant next year, including the reactivation of the home isolation program as the main way to accommodate the infected and community isolation facilities in Bangkok to shelter infected children, said Dr. Somjak Akisip, Director General of the Medical Services Department. He stressed that both home and community isolation facilities will be the right response in the first one to two months of an Omicron outbreak, as information from many countries indicates that this rapidly spreading variant is not as life-threatening as the Delta strain. Most Omicron patients develop symptoms associated with upper respiratory infections such as fever, sore throat and dry cough, although there are some cases of mild lung infection, but about three days of treatment with Favipiravir, their conditions improved. In case there are more cases of serious lung infection, Dr. Somsack said that there will be about 11,000 hospital beds available. Regarding data from confirmed 100 Omicron variant cases in Thailand, Dr. Somsack said that 99 came from abroad and all of them have received at least two vaccine doses. 48 have shown no symptoms, while 41 developed some symptoms, including seven cases of lung infection, he said, adding that none of these patients are on ventilators and there are no fatalities so far. Meanwhile, the Public Health Permanent Secretary forecasts that more Omicron variant cases will be reported in the future, but he asked the public to have trust in the capabilities of the Thai health system, citing the success in containing the Delta variant, with only 20% of the population being vaccinated at that time. He reiterated the importance of public cooperation by protecting themselves as a key element in success and disclosed that currently there are 514 confirmed or suspected Omicron cases in Thailand, scattered across 14 provinces. He assured that there are enough beds and hospitals to cope with a mass outbreak of Omicron infections with an ability to increase the number of beds nationwide to 200,000, as was the case during the peak of the Delta infections. And some other COVID news. Clawed face masks are useless against the Omicron variant and the Thai COVID-19 Information Centre is recommending that people wear three-layer medical masks instead, citing information from a guest professor at the Milken Institute of George Washington University, Dr. Liana Wen. 
People can use cloth face masks to cover their medical masks if they want to, according to the COVID-19 Information Center. So just a bit of an update on the COVID situation here in the kingdom. Now they've been having some kind of modeling where they've been predicting up to 30,000 cases maybe by the end of January or February. I think this is really worst case scenario and a little bit of scaremongering I think going on here too. A lot of the talk over the last few days has been about this variant and there seems also to be an increase in the number of people coming from abroad testing positive. I have noticed this as well, but I think that's to be expected when you have obviously more people coming into the country on a day-by-day basis. You know, the test and go is still going on, even though it was stopped a week ago, but we have all the people still who have the Thailand Pass and who are confirmed that they could come still coming. So yes, uh, that's going on too. A lot of confusion as well with people arriving now who have to do the second COVID test because, you know, nobody knows where to go to get it done or how and what is the procedure. So yes, as usual, mass confusion over that but and yes that's the COVID situation at the moment and uh, we'll obviously keep you informed as and if things deteriorate or get better. And moving along, TAT puts dampener on New Year hopes. The Tourism Authority of Thailand expects a weak New Year period with just 8.04 billion baht in tourism revenue due to concerns over the COVID-19 Omicron variant. Concerns over a possible outbreak of the new Omicron variant have affected local tourists' plan for the New Year holiday, but younger generations continue to travel as they have confidence in preventative measures, said TAT Governor Yutasak Supasorn. According to the TAT forecast, tourism spending between December 31st and January 3 reflects weaker travel sentiment compared to previous holidays, mainly due to the emergence of the variant and economic slowdown. Local tourists are expected to take 2.6 million trips, generating 8.04 million baht in income. The overall hotel occupancy rate is estimated at 48%, but hotels in Bangkok and Phuket are at 18% and 16%, respectively, which is lower than Chiang Mai and Chiang Rai, the most visited destination during winter. Chonburi, Nakhon Ratchisama, Kanchanaburi, Bangkok, Kanken, Prachapkiri Khan, Samut Prakan and Pechabori are among the top destinations for the upcoming holidays. The Tourism Authority of Thailand has also organized countdown events in Phuket, Chiang Mai, Nakhon Ratchisama, Ayutthaya, Rayong, which should draw 540,000 domestic trips generating 2.04 billion baht. However, if Thailand faces outbreaks and the year-end celebrations are cancelled, even without a lockdown, tourism and the overall economy will still be directly impacted as purchasing power has not yet recovered. Under this scenario, domestic tourism in 2022 will be stagnant with the number of domestic trips and revenue at the same level as this year, he said. Nock Air chief executive said that the company has to closely follow tourism sentiment from now until mid-January in order to revise its business plan for next year. Nock Air increased flight frequencies to 120 per day on December 25th to continue through January 4th from 40 to 60 flights during the first half of December. The average load factor was at 90%, with Chiang Mai and Phuket the most popular destinations. Mr. Wutipum said the airline maintains frequencies at 100 flights per day on average for January. At present, forward bookings have already reached 20% as people continue to travel during the high season. Moreover, Knock Air plans to introduce special flights allowing pets on board to encourage animal lovers to travel while also partnering with the Tourism Authority of Thailand to launch domestic tourism campaigns throughout 2022 such as bundled premium tour packages with travel agencies and hotels. 
So a lot of fairly predictable numbers coming out of the Tourism Authority of Thailand. I don't think it's any surprise that people are hesitant about traveling domestically at the moment. I don't think it's the younger generation and are confident in the preventative measures that are out there. I just think they don't really care and they just are happy to go away and have a good time. That's the way I see it. I don't see it as they're, oh, well, the government are doing such a great job and, you know, this, that and the other. That That's not what it is. The younger generation really feel probably that COVID won't affect them as much as elderly people and they're probably vaccinated at this stage so they're probably feeling pretty protected and they just don't care I think as much as older people do and that's the way I, I, I do see it at the moment. In terms of not care and what they're looking at and they're talking about having more pet friendly flights etc actually this is a very good idea and it's something that has not been looked at more by both airlines and hotels. Now there is a, a few pet friendly hotels around the country but not as many as you would think and it's certainly something that hoteliers should look at expanding into because there are an awful lot of people who like to go away and want to take their pet with them whether it's their dog or their cat but mainly it is dogs um, because they see them as part of the family and a lot of people are very hesitant and don't take trips because of that very reason. They're looking for somewhere you know, comfortable to bring their their dog with them, somewhere where the dog can run around, somewhere where the hotel, you know, accommodates them as a group. And yes, it's great to see airlines, or at least one airline, starting to think along that way too. Now, I'm not sure whether you'd be able to bring them on board, I'd have to go down below in the cargo section. But yeah, it's a good idea in my opinion. I wonder what you guys think about it. People who have pets, I think, would be all for it. But people who don't have pets, I mean, if you saw a couple of little dogs running around the hotel, would it bother you? Or, you know, would, would these things uh, be an issue towards you? Or do you see it as another kind of uh, income area for the hospitality industry to focus on. Would love to know your thoughts down below in the comment section. And next up, Tourism Group asks the government to reconsider scrapping Test and Go. Tourism operators are urging the government to reconsider its quarantine policy and avoid another nationwide lockdown. The government temporarily halted the one-night quarantine procedure called the Test and Go program for overseas tourists in a bid to prevent the spread of Omicron. But tourist groups worry that the move could spell economic doom for many of their members who have already been hard hit by the pandemic. We are afraid of another lockdown, said Arisara Yernyang, a representative of the COVID-affected Operators Association. The policy to shut down the country already cost the country trillions of baht and it should be reconsidered before another mistake is made, she said. The group, which consists of tourism operators and event organizers that have been affected by lockdown since 2020, have staged sporadic protests in front of the government house and the Tourism Authority of Thailand since the move was announced and they were back at it again this week. Arisara said, the country has already administered more than 100 million COVID vaccine doses, but there are still thousands of new cases every day, so the government's new quarantine should reflect the idea of living with COVID instead of closing down the borders. Some operators have used their last savings to reopen ahead of the new year season, and if the test and go is replaced by the 14-day quarantine period again, tourists will not want to come, and these operators will not survive, she said. An MP for the Move Forward Party, who used to be a tour guide, said that SMEs, such as travel agencies within the tourism industry, have yet to be properly compensated, even though they are one of the hardest hit sectors. It has been two years of disruption, and there is still not enough compensation for these groups of businesses, he said. 
The big concern is for businesses that are now facing the end of their business because of the change in policy. He said that since Omicron is already spreading within the country, there is no need for strict entry regulations and he urged the government to prioritize its proactive testing policy to identify clusters instead. We are concentrating on testing at our doors when we should be conducting more tests inside the country and administrating more booster shots, he said. The health minister, Anutan Sharavakul, said on Monday that the government will reconsider its quarantine policy on January 4th. Now, in my opinion, the damage has already been done to the Thai tourism industry for this season. And I think you need to look at it from kind of a few different points. But the point I'm going to look at it from and the view I'm going to look from right now is potential people who are planning to travel in January. A lot of these people have not yet got their Thailand passes and they had maybe planned to go to places like Kaulak, Krabi, Samui, even Bangkok. And now they have to obviously to be able to come to Thailand, they have to go do the Phuket Sandbox for seven nights first before they can continue on to the destinations that they wanted to go to. Now they have no interest in going to Phuket because if they did, they would have initially booked to go there. They're just either flying into it or they had planned to fly into another city. And of course, many people a month away from their holiday haven't thought about even getting the Thailand Pass yet. The problem is people have limited time for holidays. And what you're seeing right now in the industry is a lot of cancellations are happening in the month of January. And this is going to severely affect the hospitality business. Both airlines, hotels, restaurants, bars, you know, you name it, whatever is related to this industry, which is, you know, 20% of GDP here in Thailand. So it's a big part of the economy. I think they made a mistake by cutting it off when they did, because it really doesn't matter that they cut it off. They're still allowing 200,000 more people who have the Thailand Pass to still come. So what was the point to cut it off? You're not stopping people still coming in. There's still people coming in every single day on the Thailand test and go scheme. So what was the point in suspending it? If you still had 200,000 more people to come, it doesn't really make much sense. It, it just seems to be a knee-jerk reaction to the whole situation around the world. And yes, many other countries are doing it, but Thailand is in a different situation than many other countries around the world. A lot of countries have been open for the last year, whereas Thailand has been basically shut since April 2020, up until, well, let's say we had the Phuket Sandbox, but that didn't really bring in that many people. So Thailand's base being closed from April 2020 to November 2021. That's a year and a half. Most other places around the world have been open since then, receiving tourists, having people travel in and out with no real issues. Whereas Thailand took the ultra conservative approach and decimated the hospitality industry and the industry that has, you know, been central to its growth over the last 20, 30 years. It was a big mistake and yeah I think they're paying the price now I think they're overly cautious still in relation to it I think this MP makes a lot of sense and what he's saying is that we're meant to be living with it this was what the government by the way told us a few months ago here in Thailand that we are to live with the virus living with COVID but this is not living with it every time something happens the reaction is to immediately cut stop the tourism uh, let's start to uh, have more restrictions in the country and things like that and I think personally next month you're going to see a lot more restrictions in Thailand and it's coming the government are not going to allow Omicron to savage the country that's just not going to happen so we do know that this will happen they're talking about moving towards everybody or whoever can working from home Next month, this is part of a plan they've put into place. Schools will go back to online learning again. I think this is going to happen again. And it will be in a bid to stop the spread of the Omicron variant. Though, if you look around the world, you can see that it's 
next to impossible to do that. So it, the government are kind of in a, situ- a no-win situation, I think, at the moment. But in terms of tourism, I think this kind of pausing of the test and go system has done huge damage to the reputation of Thailand. It will damage the confidence that people have in coming here. And of course, there's many other factors already that, you know, play on people's minds, such as if I get COVID, what will happen to me when I get to Thailand? So yeah, I think they're making it very, very difficult for people to travel to this country. They may not be putting up roadblocks in the future. There will be this mental thing where people will think, wow, if I get COVID, yes, I'm going to be locked up for 14 days. My holiday's over. They could pull the rug from under my feet at any time in relation to, you know, entering Thailand. So yeah, people are looking for safer alternatives around the world. And that's how I see it. But I'd love to know what you think, guys, out there. Do you think the government will move to tougher restrictions next year? Or do you think uh, we'll see the test and go system brought back around January 4th and a resumption of international tourism? I'd love to know what you think down below in our comments section as always guys. And moving along, 927 million baht paid to over 8,000 people suffering side effects from COVID vaccinations. Between April 5th and December 26th, Thailand's National Health Security Office paid out about 927 million baht in financial aid to 8,470 people who suffered undesirable side effects after being inoculated with COVID-19 vaccines. According to Ataporn Limpalalert, NHSO Deputy Secretary General, 11,707 people have filed claims for financial support after COVID-19 vaccinations, but only 8,470 or 72% have met the criteria for compensation. Of the 1,752 cases which failed to meet the requirements, 615 have appealed and 1,485 cases are under consideration. Of the approved cases to whom financial compensation payments have been made, 1,962 suffered debt or disability, while the remainder suffered less severe side effects. In case of debt or permanent disability, each family will receive 400,000 baht. 240,000 baht is paid for those who lose a limb or sustain a disability, which affects their livelihood, and 100,000 baht is paid to those who suffer a chronic illness. Atapurn explained that anyone who suffers undesirable side effects after vaccination can file a claim for initial financial aid without having to wait for confirmation that the effects are caused by vaccinations. Even if it is later proved that the side effects were not caused by vaccinations, he said the NHSO could not demand a refund from claimants. There are 13 panels across the country which meet every week to consider claims for financial aid. Payments will be dispersed within five days of the panels approving the claims. For rejected claims, the claimants can appeal to the NHSO Secretary General within 30 days. And moving along, Singapore to require vaccinations for foreigners working in city. Singapore will require foreigners seeking to work, study or reside in the country to be vaccinated as the business hub tightens some restrictions to prepare for an inevitable Omicron wave. From February 1, applicants who wish to work on a long-term basis or permanently live in the city-state, as well as those looking to renew existing employment visas, will have to be inoculated against COVID-19, the health ministry said in a statement Sunday. Exemptions will be granted for children below 12 and those medically ineligible for the shots. The latest move adds to measures in recent months to put pressure on those who have opted not to get jabbed. They're already barred from most public spaces including restaurants, attractions and malls and required to foot their own medical bills. Authorities are expecting more Omicron infections than for Delta and a rapid 
doubling of cases in coming days and weeks. Given the transmissibility of Omicron and the open nature of our society, it is inevitable that the Omicron will spread in our community, said the Ministry of Health. Still, the ministry sees proportionately fewer severe cases or deaths than Delta due to the lower severity of the new variant and protection from vaccinations and boosters. Health ministry data shows that 104 new Omicron cases were detected on Sunday, out of which 73 were imported and 31 were local. A concession allowing the unvaccinated to return to places of employment by undergoing a COVID-19 test will also be scrapped from January 15th as part of measures to bolster our protection against a large wave of cases locally and to keep our workplaces safe, according to the statement. So it looks like Singapore are getting tough on the unvaccinated, which basically is looking like that if you're unvaccinated, you're going to have very few rights in the city state. You, as a foreigner, you certainly won't be able to live there or work there. And yeah, it it does look like that is going to be the way of life in Singapore. Now, I wonder how that will translate to a country like Thailand. I have often said to, you know, chatting with people and to friends that it will not come as a surprise to me if Thailand start demanding that people getting work permits in Thailand are fully vaccinated. I think this is coming down the line. I got accused of fear-mongering a few months ago about this, but I think this will be the reality in the future. Once Thailand has enough vaccines administered, I do think this will be coming down the line for foreigners because it's inevitable. I don't think they're going to be allowed people who are unvaccinated to continue to work in the country, and I just think that's the way it's going to be for the future. Certainly here in the kingdom, of course in Europe and other parts of the world it is different, but we do know that in Thailand that certain laws get passed and people seem to make a big fuss of them at the beginning and then they just kind of accept them and move on because I guess that's the way of life here. But I wonder what you do think about this and especially expats possibly working in Thailand at the moment. Do you see this as something that is coming down the future that you will need to be fully vaccinated in order to get a work permit to you know work here in Thailand? I'd love to know what you guys think about this and you know is it something that you know you agree with or you disagree with. And finally the Phuket News Roundup. Belgium man in care after cutting own throat. A 50-year-old Belgian man living in Tambon Tepkasa Tree in central Phuket has been taken into care after suffering a self-inflicted knife wound. Indoor venues back to 11pm last call for New Year's Eve. All indoor venues must stop serving alcohol and may not allow the consumption of alcohol on the premises after 11pm on New Year's Eve. More threatening behaviour at Nui Beach. Residents have reached out to the media asking for help in highlighting rude and dangerous behaviour by fishermen dropping anchor off Nui Beach on Phuket's west coast. And finally, Matteo Bacelli to join Phuket's New Year countdown. Matteo Bacelli will join his world-renowned opera singer father Andrea Bacelli on stage for the amazing Thailand Phuket countdown event for New Year's Eve. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.